Await no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bit, and is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, if you like this podcast, please consider dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you really, really like us, you could drop us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash badbit. But with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host who is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Doing doing okay, all things yeah. considered. I am doing all right. I have I've been in one of those weeks where I've just been in like I don't feel like playing many games. Like I I binged Avengers over the weekend, but like I've been on a superhero fix. So I did a Avengers and I was just like, let me just watch Umbrella Academy season one and two, and then the boys right afterwards as a palate cleanser. Wrong palate cleanser. <laughs> that show will scar you. But you know what? Never heard palate cleanser and the boys tied together before. <laughs> it was such a wrong decision. It is so gory. Oh, my God. And with that, as a palate cleanser, Mr. Adam Leonard from the Megadads, how are you, sir? Hi. You know when you said that you were watching the boys? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know you were talking about a TV show. I thought you were... Uh... You're talking about your balls. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's just a fella. Listen, if you haven't, the boys on Prime Video, uh, it's an amazing show. It does like a, it's like a corporatized, like if the Avengers were evil, like it is a fantastic show. But you know what else is a fantastic show or fantastic organization? The Megadads. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Adam. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to. Hold on, let me dust this off. Go for it. <laughs> Haven't done this in a while. It's like the first time you and I have talked. I know. Kyle, we've never nice messed up you. the recording. Yeah. Uh, nice <laughs> to meet you, Adam. <laughs> so the Megadads is an entertainment website that I started with my brother about six and a half years ago. We we saw this, the landscape of gaming media was geared towards young bucks like yourself, the youngins. And... Uh, at first, we were just a, a community. We wanted to be a community, so we did some dad blogging, things like that, and dabbled in the video game uh, space. But as we've gone on, we've tried a lot of things. We have a podcast, which is Mega Dads Live. It's what we're most known for. Uh, it's a monthly podcast. We do some video content as well over on our YouTube channel. Um, and we've expanded the team for the first time this year. So we've got a huge group of, uh, of dads, and we provide uh, analysis on the video game industry from the comedic angle of a whole bunch of old farts who can't even stay up past 8.30 at night. Um, it's a challenge. So we're, 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 we're a refreshing uh, change of pace from the regular video game content yeah. that you might be getting from your uh, XEPs of the world. <laughs> well, you know what? It is an awesome perspective because you really don't see a lot of like people own the fact that, hey, I'm a parent. I got kids. I ain't got a lot of time to game anymore. So like, let's, let's talk about it through that perspective because everybody's trying to be, I don't know. I guess like the, the, the latest Twitch sensation. And I, when I look at that, I'm just like, ugh, there's so much of it, but it's well, he, such a unique perspective through your ends of like, yeah, being a parent and, and having to juggle those things and what games mean to you means so much differently. Like when I see you playing Spider Man with your kid. That's a different mm -hmm. that's a different type of experience, you know? Well, that's just it. The the real trick of it is is to train your kids, right? I trained right. them like a finely tuned athlete. Uh so I was a little insight. I was 
getting ready for work the other day. I was in the bathroom and my son pokes his head in and he's like, Dad, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. I'm like, okay. He's like, I just cut off a whole bunch of guys' heads. (laughs) And uh, I was like, make sure you take, you know, take advantage of that photo mode. And you you snap that that stuff because that's going in your uh, your yearbook. <laughs> then you're a proud dad after that. No red flag. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Oh hell yeah. That's awesome. My wife looks at me like, "What are you doing to my child?" And I'm like, "Hey, if he's ever in the shit and he needs to get out, and he's got a he katana knows exactly nearby, how to decapitate a yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get. Nobody's it. gonna mess with him. Yeah, I wouldn't. Hell, I wouldn't mess with him right now. He sounds like badass. That's right. He sounds like he's a he's an <laughs> operator, man. He could take anybody out. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And speaking of operators. I'm raising John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I was like, speaking of operators, we're talking about today, uh, at least my impressions of the Call of Duty multiplayer. We're going to be talking about the Xbox Series X, yes, on a PlayStation podcast, and what that means for the PlayStation 5's launch, because we got the reveal, we got the price, we got the date, and I'll be honest, as a PlayStation guy, I'm a little bit jealous. So before we start the show and we talk about the latest and greatest all things PlayStation, just a bit of an update for y'all. Uh, just a heads up, we're going to be doing an extra show this week. If y'all don't know, Ubisoft's having a second show this Thursday, an Ubisoft Forward event, where they're showcasing a whole bunch of new Ubisoft games and giving you updates on some old ones. Rumor has it there's going to be some big surprises there. So just in case, Kyle and I are going to record a second show that will be out this Friday. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be on your RSS feed, your podcast of, of choice, and it's going to be on YouTube at Bad Bit Games, covering the whole show. It's supposedly going to be really good, so I'm excited to see it. And with that, I want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash badbit. Uh, seriously, the support over the past few weeks has been insane. And over the weekend, we've gotten a ton of new subscribers. And I want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart, Kyle as well. Um, the support has been out of this world. So thank you to our new patrons, Erica Scherer, uh, Jose Jimenez, and Noah. Thank you all for your, your contributions. It really helps this show grow. It helps us afford awesome equipment like the mic I'm talking into right now. So if we ever got you through a tough day at work, a long drive home, got you through this whole quarantine business, whatever the case may be, your support means the world to us. So thank you for everyone who has gone out there, subscribed, has subscribed. Thank you all so much. Shout out to our gold producers, Ryan Grant, Gavin Gottfried, Griffin West, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, Corey Schofelder, Erica Scherer, Jose Jimenez. Thank you so much for all your support. And our Silver Plus members, Marcus O'Neill, Ray Martinez, JB the Purple Monkey, and Tim Ulf himself. Thank you all again for your generous contributions. And so with that, Kyle, listen, there's no what you've been playing because we got a lot to talk about, especially this first topic. So I'm going to square up the news. Joe Scrubbles from IGN writes, Xbox Series X will cost $499. Pre-orders open this month. 
Microsoft has confirmed that Xbox Series X will retail at $499 US or $449 Euros. I believe that's Euros. Mm -hmm. And that both Xbox Series consoles will be released on November 10th. Pre-orders will open on September 22nd. Both consoles will join the Xbox All Access program, a subscription service that gets you a console and an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate membership, with Series X coming in at $34.99 a month or $28.99 a month if you're in Europe, and Series S at $24.99 or $20.99 if you're in Europe. Uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will also now include an EA Play membership from this holiday season. After a series of leaks yesterday, Microsoft confirmed that Xbox Series S will arrive on November 10th at a $299 or $249.99 price point. The less powerful of the Xbox Series consoles will be, will feature no disk drive, 1440p, 120 frames per second output, support ray tracing, and include a 512 gigabyte custom SSD. There's a lot to break here. So Phil Spencer came out on Twitter going, Hey, we usually, we had this planned last week, but we in the hours of, I would like to say what, Tuesday night? Um, it was Labor Day. It was Labor, Labor Day. Day. Oh, God, you know what? Quarantine times a blur. Um, around 10 PM, it was leaked out the image of the Xbox Series S. Um, it looks like. It looks a little weird, <laughs> but its price isn't weird. It's really awesome. Two ninety nine, um, and then we also then knew the specs and everything by by morning. Um, it really just hit the internet like wildfire. I've never seen something like this track so well so late at night. Like Xbox had to confirm this thing's existence because of all the leaks, because of all the gifts and whatnot. They had to confirm this thing's existence at 3 a.m. in the morning. They're like, yes, it's real. Leave us alone. We want sleep. <laughs> yeah. So I want to go to you, Adam, first, because I think we share the similar feelings. Listen, we're a PlayStation, you know, uh, perspective podcast here. But when you saw the news, how did you feel as as a person knowing that this was bound to come, how did you feel for the PR team, especially? Uh, kind of pissed, honestly. Um, both as somebody who covers games and has an appreciation for the industry behind it, and as a and as a player, like I don't like this culture. We've seen it for years now. I mean, every E3 that we've had for the past however many years, everything leaks in the days yeah. leading up to it. Um, the fact that nobody can own their own narrative anymore uh, because of this whole gotcha and got to get as many clicks as possible, it just kind of disgusts me, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, when it comes down to it, it's just games, but it's more than that. These people work and bust their ass. You see the video that they released today on the S the breakdowns, you know, all the graphics and all the filming that they had to do, all the people that had to work so hard to put that together. And they had a plan. Yeah. Uh, and it was spoiled. It was spoiled by by someone who wanted to, uh, to just get it out in the wind. And I've seen a lot of people talk about, well, you know, it was going to get out there eventually. And we, we're just happy that it's out there. And I kind of like, you know, I, I'm 40 years old. I can wait. I have patience. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. I appreciate a person or a company or whatever being able to tell their own story. And I think it absolutely sucks that somebody ruined it for them. And yeah. um, 
I mean, all the information is great. Like you said, Xbox is killing it, but the way that it came out just kind of made me sick. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, I I'm a PR person, and knowing knowing kind of at least somewhat of the ins and outs, like that is not even a month of of work. That is like a half a year of work right there, just gone overnight. Kyle, I want to know your thoughts on it. You know, were you happy as a PlayStation fan of like, hey, you know what? At least this puts pressure on Sony to get us a, a price there, or like, what was what was your thoughts as someone who you've been just like tell us the price already are you are you happy you got the price but not like happy of the end result type of deal i mean uh yeah selfishly i'm happy that we have some news even Mm. though it is microsoft and uh uh, yeah the the first thought i was like okay playstation has to be coming out soon with it they don't want to fall too far behind but on the other hand i agree with adam and joe yourself as well I feel so bad for the people PR team that put this all together. Like, it took countless man hours to get this whole messaging out and the 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 assets and whatever, just to have some YouTuber want to be the fir- be first in YouTube mm-hmm. culture, be the first one to do it. Just sucks. I, yeah. I I I I try to link it to like if I were if I was working on something super hard and super secret and someone leaked it out before me, before I got to control it like I'd be so pissed. Yeah. So I feel but I I applaud how Xbox handled it and they for the most part were very graceful about it. Like of course I saw some people who were super pissed and they have the right to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, they handled it with such grace. Like I They've earned they earned a lot of my respect yeah. during this whole thing. They're social and I mean, we're not going to killed it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I mean, they came out like twelve hours after just just punching, and I like it was mm-hmm. a terrific show by them of like their crisis management over there did wonders for them. They mm-hmm. they all those people deserve a gosh dang raise because what they were able to accomplish in a 12 hour span is nothing short of impressive. Like it is on it a is holiday really awesome. on a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, it's, it sucks. If you're the leaker, you're like, could you at least wait a day? I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, with that said though, we're not going to get into many of the weeds of the specs, but it is to me something that I find, you know, with all the leaks and stuff, this is the console that we've been talking about for months. Like if, if you're interested in the series S or what this thing is capable of for the sake of the PlayStation five, like this is a 1440p machine. So it's not going to be 4k whatsoever. It is going to run game super smooth in terms of your frame rates, your FPS is it's all digital. Super small, super weird looking, but like the quick resume is, is pretty quick neat. resume. You get all the, the, the solid state drives and all that such for two ninety nine. All of that we've known for months. So like on one hand, it is I'm I'm frustrated at the fact of how it was leaked, but I'm also frustrated at the fact of like this game of chicken that Xbox and Sony have been playing for months over the price tag of like we all assumed that this console was going to be 300 bucks we all assumed that the xbox series x was going to be a 500 dollar machine why not just put it out there and, and kind of save people the time and the energy and really yeah those youtubers like the, the scalpiness of the of the whole situation i think speaks volumes because youtubers wouldn't be covering it or, or trying to scalp it so much if it was just readily available at june like it was supposed to so 
I'm of a couple. I'm 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 kind of all over the place because on one hand it sucks with the PR team, but like on the other hand I am relieved to see the price and kind of just fed up at the whole like this is what we waited for something we already knew. All right, I guess you know. Also, like all last what six seven months or whatever it was like. Every week we talk about price of PS5. Yeah. We're, we're just, I think we're just it. we're just sick and tired of it. God, so sick and tired. I just want to know. Now with that, I think a lot of that. Yeah. I think a lot of that though is exacerbated just by the the different nature of the internet now. I mean, you think about when like the PS4 and the Xbox One launched. There wasn't this whole boom of everybody having a camera and a microphone in front of their mouth. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, if you, even if you look at the launch of the Switch, they only gave us the price of that two months before mm-hmm. it launched as well. So I think it's all just kind of compounded by everybody having a voice, mm. A. B, we're all stir-crazy because of COVID, yeah. and everything's been upended. So like, it's hard to get a grasp of normalcy because the typical news flow is completely different this year. Yeah. So, I mean, for all we, I mean, obviously we all know that they were playing chicken and that kind of thing, but for all we know, this was within the bubble of the normal announcement structure. We just don't know. I mean, that's another great point is like the, the, the COVID aspect of how did this, uh, how the, it's not just affected the launch of these consoles as it has, but our reactions to things. Like, I feel like when we're watching a trailer, we're already set in a negative tone because we're all stuck in our house. We can't get a haircut outside. And like, we're just, we're, we're all a little bitter right now because we want this bad moment to end and we want something to kind of replace that bad feeling. And, but we want that thing to totally just blow our minds. And so when it doesn't, yeah, we're, we're a little bit more sour than usual about it, but also it speaks to what you were saying. Everybody has a voice. And I feel like the one thing that's been amplified on YouTube is, if it bleeds, it leads. Clickbait. Let's get angry about something. You know, in order for Sony to succeed, Microsoft needs to fail, vice versa. Like, it's all kind of mm-hmm. a lot of it's garbage. Not this podcast, though. And the Mega Dads, we're <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> With that, the five star man, uh, uh, Asa Gray, if I said your name wrong, my apologies. Hit me in the mouth. As you soon got as it. Possible. It's Asa. Uh, do you think the Xbox information will cause Sony to change their their game plan at all? Is there any chance that they announce their price release pre-order info sooner than they originally planned? Or does this buy them some time? What do you think of their reaction to that 299 price tag? So I'll go to you, Kyle, on this one. Mm-hmm. Does this change Sony's game plan at all? Uh it's interesting because from what I heard, Microsoft was already going to do it next week anyway. Yeah. So they were like a week ahead. So I got to imagine Sony is also planning either next week or two weeks out. Like, mm-hmm. as Adam said, like two switch, we got the switch price two months before it released. Right. It is now going to be two months until the Xbox Series X release. Mm-hmm. And we got the price finally this week. So if PlayStation is going to be at any point in November... It's got to be somewhat soon. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think they have a little bit more pep in their step to get moving yeah. and getting the thing ready and getting ready to announce something. But uh, like you said, like I just want it soon. 
Yeah. Uh, like that's my, it's been my answer for months, but like I just. <laughs> We've been Let's all go. trying. You are the last one now. Just yeah. tell us. We've all been trying to like every week is like, does this change the game plan? What What's changing yeah. here? I think just COVID's an ever changing thing that like we have our plans one minute, the next minute it changes and we have to adapt. Like we saw it with the Xbox event, right? That was supposed to be last week came out or next week came out, you know, a day ago mm-hmm. and they had to adapt to that. So I think, yeah, no doubt Sony's adapting that approach. I don't know what I you do think, think, Adam. I'm sorry. Go uh, for it, Kyle. Just real quick. I do yeah. think that price tag of 299 has Sony maybe breathing a sigh of relief that they don't have to lower it anymore and, and lose more on the system. Mm. Like, to be competitive, I think 299 for what Series S is is fantastic for them. I don't think digital now is going to be anywhere close to that. I think it's probably going to be three ninety nine. Well, so, I mean, let's get Adam's thought here. What do you What do you think? Does this change their game plan at all in terms of like what they're pricing the console to be when they're announcing it? Um, I think yes and no. I think there. I think the plan was to just wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like now that it's out in the open, they're going to adapt to that. But I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that whatever their announcement is, they've had it in post-production for a while now. It's been locked and loaded and ready to go for whenever Microsoft decided to make their move. I think now they just have to schedule it is kind of the way I feel about it. I think Kyle's exactly right. I think that all digital edition is going to be about probably 400 and then they'll probably match five at the high end. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it's going to go any lower than four because it's... You know, it's different than the than the Series X to the Series S. Really, the only difference so far that we know between the two PlayStation 5 SKUs is that disk drive. Yeah. So I can't see that going any cheaper than four. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And with that, actually, a, a great question by Yosemite. Blam! And you can write in your questions over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter or the Casa de Babbitt Discord server. Uh, and they ask... The PS5 price has to be next week, right? I can't see Sony waiting until the week or even week after the Xbox Series pre-orders go up to announce their price and their own pre-order release date. So, Kyle, kind of bouncing off this, you agree that it's going to be... You you think PlayStation's dropping it next week? You think we're doing a special episode by this time on the PlayStation 5 price and and release date? Um, yeah, I do think we get a, a, a special thing next week, maybe like an impromptu state of play, mm. like maybe Monday or Sunday we'll get like, Hey, Wednesday, join us for right. the blowout or whatever. And we, we, we get the deep dive of the specs and finally get the price and the pre-order and maybe a game or two, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, Is it Demon Souls? Is it That's what I was thinking. I didn't uh-huh. want to say it out loud. I don't uh-huh. want to get your hopes up, Joe. But did like, you yeah. did you see the cover? We got a few I more did. screenshots, buddy. <laughs> oh, it looks beautiful. Adam, look, we've seen uh, even just uh, earlier today. This would have been in the news uh, if it wasn't for all this stuff happening. Of you know, we we've seen games like Demon Souls, Miles Morales, uh, Sackboy. Ratchet and Clank, Gran Turismo, they all started populating on certain Amazon, uh, I think Amazon AU, which is Australia. So 
is Sony ramping up for that big reveal next week, or do you think it's by the by the end of the end of the month type of deal? No, nah, it's next week. It's got to be. It's next week. They'd be. Yeah. They'd be. They'd be foolish. They'd be foolish to wait till after pre-orders go up for Xbox. Xbox yeah. has absolutely killed almost all of their messaging. They have all the momentum right now. Uh, mm-hmm. They. I would be stunned if they didn't have their announcement next week. Honestly, I'd be stunned if we didn't hear an announcement by the end of the week. Like, yeah. you know, uh, of like, hey, like similar to what they did um, back in what, June, July of like, hey, we have an announcement next week. It's happening, you know, and yeah. that getting people going, OK, PlayStation, what are you doing? What are you what are you announcing? And having that big rollout of their first party titles. I think that is definitely the way that they, they want to go, because Adam, you said it like, look, you know, <laughs> I get it. Sometimes we sound like an Xbox podcast because we don't crucify them, but like give credit where credit is due. Their PR team has been on point this month. Um, and they've really have in, in a, in a different way, put pressure on Sony to now announce something. And I'll give props to Microsoft. I, like I've said over and over again, whoever gives the price first, I'll, I'll give respect to. So I'll, player respects the game, man. So I know, will. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Joe. I thought you were no, 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 go for it. Um, I will say what I think Sony is worried about and reeling mm-hmm. from, like it felt like a uh, Ivan Drago punch to the jaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it's the EA Play all access thing coming to Game Pass. Really, like, that is such that's a that's a killer move on Microsoft's yeah side of things, and the fact that a major publisher with major big names are also going to be added to this service that is so cheap and so many people already have. PlayStation needs to figure out their messaging on PS now and PS plus. Mm. And maybe that's what they're fine tuning in the last mm-hmm. minute to kind of like combat that. Cause there's no way PS now is going to come close to that. Yeah. And I think, you know, does this buy them time? Uh, you know, going back to Ace's question. Yeah. In a, in a way of like, yeah, look, they've, they've announced all these things. W- what are our counter to that? Because there's no way we're going to get a price reveal and a date. Um, if we don't know, you know, the new, what the new UI looks like or yeah. yeah, like what changes to PlayStation now are coming or backwards compatibility, all those things. So like PlayStation now has to be on point more than ever. And hopefully they don't get shafted the way that the PR team over at Microsoft did where they're able to carry out that message efficiently on their own terms. Now Diaz writes in and, and, and Adam, you kind of stated your, your, your case here. Uh, Diaz 209 writes, do you think the PlayStation 5 all digital edition will be significantly cheaper than the standard PS5? So we have, we have the Xbox to me, when, when I heard the news, I took it as, oh, this is PlayStation breathing a sigh of relief. Cause now they know, or at least have an idea where to price the lower version of their console, right? The discless PS5. Uh, and now they have an idea where the series X is. And so for me, I think that is an advantage for Sony to actually crunch the numbers real fast and to go, okay, so where, how can we get away? Where can we go? Where can we place this console where most people are going to turn and go, okay, wow, that's, that's, that's a good price. Cause before we were all worried digital 500, physical six, you know, 600. 
to me, I'm right there with you, Adam. PlayStation can make the case of like, hey, this is a much more powerful console with exclusives you actually care about for $399 and have that three number right up front so that people are going, oh, it's a $300 console type of thing. So, you know, I think that that makes the case. And when it comes to the standard PS5 or the disk drive PS5, you put that thing at $499 because you could still make the case of like, yeah, we're less powerful, but... We got exclusives you actually care about, you know, and you can make your case there for God of War 2 or Last of Us 3 and a half, like, you know, Uncharted 6, we're skipping all of them, you know, like you can, you can stake your case for like all, all the experiences that people go to your console for, but I want to know what you think, Kyle, because this is it. This is probably the last prediction we'll ever have. So you got to make this count. All right. (laughs) Oh and God! You go balls pressure's the on. Be wrong. Yeah, the pressure's <laughs> on. So what, what's uh, the price going to be? What's the price going to be? Okay, I'm trying to find my tweet that I did the other night. I know Joe your tweet did it the other night. Yeah. <laughs> and when oh, I yeah. saw it, I'm like, "You're crazy." I think you're actually <laughs> insane. But go for it. I put it out there just just to you know, if I was right, <laughs> hell yeah, nailed it, nailed it on the head. The other night, I said PS5 digital at 350, PS5 at 400. Crazy. Shocked if that's ever even true or ever even floated about in Sony. Yeah. Realistically, I think digital is probably going to be that 400 and PS5 500. I don't see any what any reason for PS5 to be above what Series X is. Mm-hmm. I have no if the if it's above Series X, that's a huge misstep. And the, as far as the PS5 digital, it basically is a PS5 just without a disc drive. Mm-hmm. So it is more powerful than what the Series S is compared to the X. So it's going to be more than the S. So yeah, mm-hmm. the the four hundred five hundred is is what it's going to be. All right, that's that's a crazy. But if, that's a crazy but if my claim. tweet comes true, you heard it here first. Yeah, I, listen. <laughs> so you got realism right here. That's my that's my quote. Three ninety nine, four ninety nine. You got Kyle's crazy wacky conspiracy theory, <laughs> which you know what? Apparently, all of them are true now. So. <laughs> he tried to get Kyle to spit water out his mouth. I failed on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's the price. And I think at, at the end of the day, too, and we'll talk about it in the next story, but like the only thing that as a PlayStation fan worries me for Xbox is that, you know, pay-as-you-go price plan. I think that's the most competitive thing I saw from them where it's like theoretically, huge. yeah. Theoretically, it's just like 12 bucks or no, not sorry, not 12 bucks, 25 bucks, bam, Series S, mm-hmm. you know, two year payment plan, like a phone. And I think that's the only thing Sony really needs to be worried about. And hopefully, maybe they have something up their sleeve, but it's Sony, so probably not. With that, though, the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life, Adam, write this down because I doubt you. Wait, have you ever met a famous Sir Seamus, then famous Seamus? No, I've met very. Uh, I've met a lot of subpar Seamuses that nobody mm-hmm. knew, uh, yeah. but I've never met a famous Seamus. Yeah, if if famous Seamus walked in a room with those other Seamuses, he'd make him feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> that's that's how famous <laughs> famous Seamus is. Uh, which is awesome when I see new people come into the Discord and they freak out when Seamus posts something. It's good. They're like, "You're the famous of all the Seamuses." So he's just like, "Uh huh." <laughs> It's great. Anyway, Seamus writes, so now that the Xbox's release will be on November 10th, when do you think Sony will release the PlayStation 5? Before or after November 10th? Adam, I'll go to you first. What do you think? If you're a betting man. Oh, 
Where's God. Sony tossing the dice? It's going to be like right there. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. going to be like a week before something really? just to something just to stick a finger in their eye. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're going to be they're going to be like right. They're going to land right around the same time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to give you a goddamn date. We've no, heard God. this date before, but I think it's going to be November 13th. There's something there's a I, I got a feeling in my big toe, Adam, that this is the date. <laughs> You get it right when Call yeah. of Duty comes out. Yeah, right there in the big toe. It says Call of Duty, Warfare, whatever, and then the feeling of PS5. <laughs> I have. They said it's gout, and I'm like, that sounds a lot like I got a magical <laughs> toe. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it. That's my predictive gout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to take that a medical degree. But yeah, so I think it's it's November 13th. It's a Friday. Friday, got to get down. On a PlayStation 5. Digital? Probably. Kyle, what say you, sir? Uh, yeah, so I was thinking either the 13th or the 20th, which is a day after Cyberpunk. To to maybe piggyback off of that, even though Cyberpunk has marketing with Xbox, mm -hmm. Sony would be like, hey, we just came out, play Cyberpunk right yeah. away on PS5 as well. Yeah, and Cyberpunk's not coming to Game Pass, on. Give up that. Give up. Give up that. You bet. just it's got EA is EA's entire library. Yeah. Just what more do you want? What more do you want? And also EA Play, it's not that great. Okay, ask why not. I'm gonna get a lot of shit for that comment. No matter how true it may be, You're not wrong. It's really not that big of a deal. Anyway, ask what not why writes in. What's up, Jose? Us Joe's got to stick together. They write. They released a side-by-side -side specs of the Xbox Series X and the Series S, and something caught my eye. Teraflops. The Series okay. X shows around four, and I've been hearing for the longest time, even before next-gen, that more teraflops mean more power, and more and more and blah, blah, blah. But now I'm hearing people say how amazing this is regarding what it delivers at this cost. So... Doesn't this negate the whole, it's all about the flops, man, more flops, more powerful, yada, yada, yada conversation? Is Xbox essentially saying that teraflops don't really matter, truly matter? I don't know. Just my initial thoughts. I know it's not all about the flops, by the way. I'm just saying that some people are so all about the flops that just reminds me of this whole, if it's, if it's bigger, it's better. When I come from the school of thought that it's not about the size, but how you use it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And of course, I'm talking about penis. <laughs> I love how we do that. In. Wink, wink. No gaming. Hashtag flop on. Um, so there's a lot of flops in that equation and dongles apparently, but listen. I, I like this question here because we have this whole narrative like Xbox got more flops, so equals more power. To me, and I want to know, you know, a, a call afterwards. To me, it's just Xbox going, we have power. This is the Series X, and we got options, which is Series S. S is not here to 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 be braggadocious in in its claim to fame that it is the most powerful console. It's clearly not. It's just offering you the choice of being in that ecosystem, playing the the up to date versions of those games with a little bit higher fidelity, but really about a more quality of life jump for 
for the hardware. So it's really about keeping you in that ecosystem with most of the things you'd find in a Series X. And the Series X is all about giving you the native 60 FPS, the 120 backflips. So to me, it's just them trying to give you options. And I can respect that from them. Uh, but Kyle, I want to know what y- your thought is on this. I, I've i said it forever. I don't yeah. care about power. I Whatever. Like My PS4 right now can run Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost mm-hmm. of Tsushima, and they both look beautiful. Yeah. And the, the load times are both are insane. Yeah. So like, if PS5 is better than that or Xbox Series X, great. That's even better. But like, it's the way games are looking and for the most part running, depending on how you take care of your consoles, mm-hmm. it it's already pretty great. So like, yeah. whatever. It's fine by me. What, what say you, Adam? Is it about giving you options? Power, on, power only matters um, up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. You know, power is power is like, you know, it's like boxing. You know, it's your weight class. Mm-hmm. So as long as you can get in that neighborhood, like, you know, like Kyle said, I, I would stack. Oops, I just dropped my pen. <laughs> I would stack Horizon Zero Dawn right. up against any xbox one x game i've ever played graphically i would i mean last of us right. is the most gobsmacking visual ghost piece of art i've ever seen in a video yeah. game ghost mm-hmm. of tsushima looks outstanding and its load times are magical I me mean, manhattan in um, spider-man is a wonder like it's- so yeah so power only gets you in the door it is it is a matter of what the artists and the creators can craft with the tools that they've been given. I like it. So, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's marketing speak. It's true. Xbox will be more powerful, but that's not going to matter worth a damn when you stack it up against, you know, a Miles Morales or a Ratchet and Clank. It's just not. I mean, look at this little switch. I haven't used it in months, but this thing has sold like crazy. Breath of the Wild's often hailed as the greatest open world game just ever. And it's, I don't even know how many lack of teraflops that is. And so, yeah, like I think power gets you into that door and it's how the devs deliver on that power that matters. So I'm, I'm in the same, same lane as you. I don't really care about the power as long as games look pretty. I'm, I'm cool. But other than that, like it, it, it is what it is. And I know that's that may sound like an out for some, but like to me, it's like no, I've never seen the most powerful console always kick ass either in the generation. Like, yeah. look, Xbox I mean, is looking at these consoles, and I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off here. Just like, no, you're fine. The Series S is going to sell outsell the X, and it's mm-hmm. going to be least powerful. It doesn't matter. It's about what the consumers see the value of. Uh, I'm sorry, Adam. You 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 could go on. That was the exact point I was going to make. Oh, okay, is okay. you know, I'll I'll even I'll even say this to to um, compliment Xbox is that Series S upscaling to 4K is completely fine. Yeah. My 40 year old ass eyes can't tell the difference. So yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, most people can't. Most people can't tell that difference. So yeah. I mean, it's completely fine they're getting a, a powerhouse a banger in that series s the only thing is that is that hard drive is a little suspect but um mm-hmm. other than that like dude that's that's hard to beat yeah but you know who's gonna beat it next week playstation that's all i'm saying 
Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> with that, that is, listen, we've closed the door on this conversation. Congrats to the Xbox team. Good luck. Best of luck to you in the wars to come. And we're saying it here. PlayStation 4 is going to follow suit. Hopefully they give us... Five. Sorry, PlayStation 5? What did I say? <laughs> Four? Four? Fuck me. Uh, hopefully they follow suit with something competitive. Uh, I'm all in on it. But sometimes easy decisions for Sony. And this is the only thing that really scares me. Easy decisions sometimes are the hardest for Sony. So hopefully That's it's... very true. If I feel like at the end of the day, PlayStation 5 Digital 399, we are fine. You know, if it is anything more, we you can't. Jim... Ryan, honey, you can't do it to us. With that, Kyle, let's get to the next story on the list, sir. Uh, Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat writes, GameStop considers installment plans for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. GameStop, GameStop wants to make it easier for you to buy a new console this holiday, even if you don't have the cash in your pocket. The company is considering a plan to launch much, multiple alternative payment models this month, according to internal documents provided to GamesBeat. These payment options include layaway, installment plans, and rent to own. GameStop confirmed the plans during its quarterly earnings report today. This is separate from Xbox All Access, which is Microsoft's own program that enables gamers to get an Xbox Series S or Xbox Series X for $25 or $35 per month for 24 months. GameStop is offering Xbox All Access in addition to other third-party payment options. The layaway option goes as follows. Layaway enables customers to keep a product on reserve at a store until they complete the full payment. This enables consumers to commit money toward a purchase in smaller chunks. Once you pay the full price, you can take home your PS5 or Xbox Series X. Installment via third party. GameStop is also adding support for third party payment services like QuadPay and Klarna. These companies enable you to split up a purchase into four payments over a six week period. These payments are interest free. Instead, QuadPay or Klarna takes a commission from the retailers. Or the rent-to-own option, which is the retailer is also planning to work with a separate company to offer a rent-to-own option. Here's how GameStop describes it in its memo to managers. The merchandising item is working with a reputable third-party partner that offers rent-to-own options for most items in your stores. This plan allows the customer to walk out the door with minimal upfront money and to pay their purchase off between 30 days and 12 months. GameStop says that customers can use this to pay as they play, and it also gives the option to return the product at any point during the 12-month payoff period. Barna. Clarna. <laughs> it, it was saying it. I was mouthing it. It kind of sounds like a Finding Dory. You remember when they're trying to talk whale? Speak whale? Yeah. Clarna. Or old school uh, PlayStation uh, game, Clonoa. Oh, shoot. Okay. Oh, I love that game Same. so much. Maybe so it's good. the creators and they're like, let's <laughs> take advantage be. of people. Yeah. Okay, Kyle, you put Talk this in the doc. Talk here about Klarna. <laughs> <laughs> Side effects may include. <laughs> um, you put this in the doc, Kyle, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad you did. Because from what I understand from Benji sales, um, the sales from GameStop have... They've seen better days. And I mean, that's kind of like a repeated story through the past few years of GameStop, but especially with the COVID-19, as the kids say, um, has really affected them. It's really hit them hard. And I was showing my brother some of the next gen stuff and I was just like, Oh yeah, GameStop's offering this, this, this thing. He's just like, wait, is GameStop actually going to offer digital consoles? Cause like, 
I wouldn't if I was GameStop. You're literally saying goodbye to your customer. Like, that's the last purchase they're going to probably make from you. Um, what is your take on it, Kyle? Like, what, what do you feel about these payment options? But more so about them going, hey, listen, just like, here's a console. We don't care if it's digital or not. Because I remember mm-hmm. with the Xbox One, you know, that internal memo back in the day of like, push the PlayStation 4 because of this digital option from, from Microsoft or lack of selling used games. We don't like it. Um, what is your, your thoughts here? I like the options. Yeah. Um, I like that there are different versions. The rent to own one is very risky. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from my time at working at a GameStop, I know how badly consoles are treated by gamers in my area. So good. God help them if they bring it back in, try to return it before they pay it off. Like, that thing's probably going to be a mess. But this also shows to me, like, this is that Hail Mary, hey, come mm-hmm. to GameStop for your gaming stuff and new consoles. Like, be able to put up as little upfront as you can or be able to pay it off in chunks is great during this COVID era. Um, yeah. But it really is like, hey, help us survive because they're, <laughs> they're, like, floating on the piece of wood in Titanic. Yeah. Like like Jack and yeah. yeah. And like Amazon has enough room and it's like if you just move <laughs> a little, she's like, Oh, I'd like to I'd like to have like room. Sorry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. just shoving his face down. Yeah. Uh Adam, what say you? What um about all this pricing structure, GameStop and it's in a whole as a company? Go for it. Boy, they uh <laughs> Sky's they the um they they pretty much have every option for you to get a console from them short of like buying your semen and trading it yeah. that way you know what i mean like they they uh they're they're reeking a little bit of desperation uh i mm-hmm. personally would would not uh go the layaway route because who knows if they'll still be there by the time you pay it off yeah <laughs> um, good point i mean it is it it does speak to the current economic situation, right? Like there are a lot of people who are financially struggling right now. And what I would say is don't buy a next-gen console if you cannot afford a next-gen console. It's going to be okay. Put food on your table first. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. all these options are good and pro-consumer, but when I think about the people who are you know, you you see a lot of people on like Twitter and social media saying how much they've been saving and saving and saving. And I sure hope I have enough and I sure hope they don't outprice this. Guys, like just wait, just just wait. Yeah. If if you can't afford it for real, real talk, like it's not it's not the biggest deal in the world. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of feel as well. Like I, I see a lot of that online as well. It's like, dude, like <laughs> I've been saving up for months. I hope they don't price me out. And my, my whole thing is like, you know, um, Luke, Luke Lore actually wrote in and he asked like, you know, is 299 the price point incentive enough to snag a Series X as your se- second system behind a PlayStation? And I'm at the point where, listen, I, I love, I buy all the consoles. And that's usually how fanboy narrative starts. Like, I bought them all so I could talk shit. But like, <laughs> I I, bu- I buy every console when it. My when it friend c- owns an Xbox. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. So you know, but I'm looking at this generation and I'm looking at like my financial situation. I'm just like, realistically, it's only going to be one. So what am I picking? And it's obviously PlayStation, mm-hmm. and and that's what I have to kind of you know 
be okay with because it is the fear of missing out. And I think that's people are afraid of missing out on the conversation. But honestly, like if, if, if you can't afford the console and things are looking a little, you know, sideways right now, don't, you don't have to go out and buy one. I think you're totally right there. And when, when I think of like these third party, like, Karna, <laughs> the fi- the side effect may be screwing you over in the long run. So, like, I I don't want to take that route either. So, listen, I know GameStop's in a... GameStop has, like, a back room with a bathtub full of ice, and they're just ready to cut your kidney <laughs> out. <laughs> you talk, my GameStop, borderline that. They would put consoles in the bathroom. So, your, your PlayStation, chances are... Fecal matter was there. I'm not joking you. Like I had a lot of what was it? Sports champions on PS3 with the move controllers. Yeah, that game that was the overstock in the bathroom <laughs> on the other racks. Yeah, so it's just like I don't even trust GameStop to to handle like to to have it off on the side and not sell it. I remember I remember we would sell even if like someone reserved it. I remember Legends of Zelda Skyward Sword. We got into a whole lot of trouble because our district manager was like. Sell through them. Who cares about reserves? And people cared. Oh, when reserves that, didn't get it, they were pissed. That so. third party option just bamboozles me. Mm. It's interest free, and the Klarna and QuadPay take a commission from GameStop. But the GameStop's already not getting full price because they have to split it with Sony and Microsoft anyway, right? I'm yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's like a multiple like. They're probably taking over. They're taking some of the risk, right? They're mm. they're putting in some of the capital to assure mm. that that the money, you know, that they get their money Comes in the in. long run. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. That's that's why they're there because you know, GameStop couldn't do that on their own for their financial situation. But it's cool that they're giving you options. Uh, it is cool that they're doing that, and a lot of companies do that around the holiday season. There's a whole lot of layaway options that you have, but I'm right there with you, Adam. If you can't afford it, just don't buy it. Just wait. Just wait. I know it's PlayStation and greatness arrives, but also greatness can wait a little bit. Got to settle your stuff first, you know? <laughs> with that, Kyle, let's get to the next story on the list, because this one I'm pretty excited about. <laughs> Logan Plant over at IGN writes, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Combat Story, and More Details Revealed. New details have been revealed for Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Ember Lab's upcoming adventure title. There are visual differences between the PS5 and PS4 versions. More characters and visual elements appear on screen on the next-gen version, and forest and foliage will be denser on PS5. Ember Lab says Kenna, Bridge of Spirits was built in Unreal 4. Gameplay-wise, Kenna Bridge of Spirits is being described as a wide linear experience, not an open-world game. There will be a hub hub village players discover in-game, which is a jumping-off point to go explore other environments. As for combat, Kenna can use a light, heavy, and charged attack with her staff and upgrade it to turn it into a bow. The little creatures seen in the trailer are known as the Rot and Kenna can find them as she travels through the world. Besides having an important role in the story, the rot serve a purpose in the gameplay as well. Kenna can direct the rot to help her solve puzzles and maneuver through the world. Kenna Bridge of Spirits doesn't have a release date yet. Ember Lab says you can expect it to release within the next few months. The game will not cost a full $60, and Ember Lab says you will be able to comfortably finish its story over a weekend. Additionally, it will not include microtransactions. It's coming to PS5, PS4, and PC via the Epic Game Store. So Kenna uh, was the adorable 
little 3D Pixar-esque game that we saw at the PlayStation 5 reveal. The team before this worked on the Majora's Mask short on YouTube, which is absolutely freaking incredible. And their past work, I believe, also uh, is in DreamWorks. I think some of the employees used to work there. So, like, the animation looks great. The game looks mm-hmm. great. I can't wait to see it, uh, see more of it. And to see that it does take inspiration from Legend of Zelda and Majora's Mask, especially when they're talking about a wide linear world. Like, it seems like you got this hub world and you have all these splintering paths surrounding the world that you can go to. Has me super excited. I want to go to you, Adam. Where does this land on your hype meter? And what do you think the price is going to be since it's not a full 60? Uh, well, first of all, they had me at dense foliage, right? Because <laughs> that, my friend, is a bullet yep. point. You want to talk about the power of next gen? I want to see it a isn't load times. It isn't ray tracing. It's some hardcore shrubbery. Yeah. Yep. Um, I am very jazzed for this game. Yeah. I think this looks outstanding. As a parent, this looks like the perfect game that I'm going to put in my kids' hands. Actually probably more correctly was he won't let me ever have the controller <laughs> he'll just probably play through the whole thing and i'll let you in on a secret okay short games rock yeah hell yeah they do short games are awesome especially when you get to be my age and it, like it's already creeping up on my bedtime if i fall asleep <laughs> during this podcast you're gonna have to forgive me yeah but um i i don't have time in my life for a whole bunch of 50 60 hour games um Discount games, I think probably $40 is, you know, what you would expect from a title like this. I'm actually shocked to hear that it's, um, that they're kind of, that's like a leading push is how quick this game is. Um, but again, that appeals to a guy like me. I am more than happy to drop $40 on a game that I can, you know, shove out during a weekend. Yeah. I think this game looks great. Dude, it looks absolutely stunning. And the team over there, this is their first game. And so yeah. to to see it go but go more of the like the indie-ish route more than like hey we're a big funded AAA I think it's setting the 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 bar at a perfect position of knowing what you're getting into with this game. Kyle, I want to know what out of that article what what got you intrigued? What do you think this price is going to be for this game? Yeah, I think forty for sure is the, is the price. Um, I, in the in the uh, tweet thread from uh, Nibel Nibelian on Twitter, yeah, he also says that there there won't be a physical edition; ad- uh, it will be digital only. Um, so again, forty dollars probably makes sense there. And the fact that it takes two seconds to launch from the PS5 wow. operating system is insane. Yeah, um, I'm so hyped. This is one of our favorites from the the PS5 uh, blowout earlier this summer. I can't wait to play it, and just knowing that it's still coming this year, it's still probably going to be a launch game on PS5, I'm in. Like Adam said, short games, if I want to consume a bunch of next-gen stuff right away, it's perfect. Yeah, and I think that's that's the other thing that you said, like, there's going to be a lot of games this holiday season. Like, you got Cyberpunk, which is like, it'll take your fucking soul, let alone your time. Uh, you know, you got Assassin's Creed. We're, we're going to talk about Call of Duty in a second. Like, we got all these big games coming out. And so to see that, first off, there's a little one that's getting all this spotlight is great. But knowing that, yeah, I could beat it in a weekend, I can get the experience of what a next-gen game is going to be at a relatively, hopefully, knock on wood, great price. That's awesome. Get me in the door. Let me buy as many 
first party games or, or, or launch title games as I can at a reasonable price. You know, like I would love to see Sackboy Adventure at this price too. So mm-hmm. I'm all about this. This is definitely a game I'm getting day one. Uh, with that, Kyle, anything else you want to say before we get to the next story, sir? Nope. That's it. I'm just real excited. Congrats, Ember Labs. Can't mm-hmm. wait to play. Hell yeah. yeah. With that, let's get to the second to last story on the list, sir. James Vincent from The Verge writes, uh, Minecraft is coming to PlayStation VR as a free upgrade later this month. Minecraft is getting a free upgrade, making the game playable in PlayStation VR later this month, developer Mojang Studios announced in a blog post. Mojang says the upgrade will come as a free download patch for all players sometime later this month. Quote, Everyone who has Minecraft on PlayStation 4 will get that patch automatically, says the studio. Download that patch and you'll get access to the the new Minecraft VR functionality. Of course, you'll need a PSVR setup in order to use it, end quote. The company says that the PSVR PSVR version of Minecraft will be 100% the same Minecraft game that you can play every day, every week, every month, every year on PlayStation 4. Nothing removed, 100% wholesome and pure, pure, full, fat Minecraft. There are some small tweaks, but those will be mainly to the to the interface and set up for VR. Players will be able to use the PS4 controller to move about and take action while looking around them using the PSVR headset. Mojang says the game will have two separate modes, immersive and living room, but didn't go into detail about what these will entail. So PlayStation, oddly enough, they took this week to highlight PSVR and, you know, to, to give it a whole week. There's an awesome sale going on uh, for most of all, Blood and Truth and Astrobot Rescue Mission. Go out there, get those games, gosh dang it. Marvel's Avengers, or sorry, Marvel's Avengers, Jesus. Marvel's Iron Man as well. Super hot, Tetris Effect, uh, uh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. So many more games that are on sale that are PSVR enabled. Uh, go out there. Seriously, PSVR so great. I love banging on the drum. That is PSVR. And I, I have someone that's a fan. Adam. You and your kids mm-hmm. love VR. I see it on the Twitters. Yep. I know Minecraft is popular with the children. Where does this, as a parent, how do you, does this excite you? There you go. I was going to say, how does this make you feel? How does this excite you? Um, My kid's not really into Minecraft. Is that a relief to you? But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this this game itself doesn't really do anything for me, but I think this is a fascinating story. Yeah, in the long storied history of uh, we're going back to Xbox again, Microsoft Boo. emphatically not getting into Boo. VR. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Minecraft being a property owned by Microsoft. And when I saw this announcement, my mind just kind of like melted a little bit like Mm -hmm. where did this come from how did this come to be uh i i'm just more confused i don't have any insight i don't have any theories but this whole thing is just bizarre to me and the the weird thing i'm kind of there too because i'm just like but mike like like i think it was on twitter i think the creative director was just like yeah and when we saw we had the bedrock update for playstation along crossplay we asked microsoft if we can do it do a psvr version and they're just like sure and it just it it, it always kind of <laughs> gets my head scratching like man you could have owned this on your own headset but for me it's awesome to see microsoft being like so laissez-faire because with minecraft it is 
it is a property of its own. Like, I don't even think about Microsoft when I'm thinking about Minecraft. And so seeing this also on Oculus headsets, it coming to PlayStation VR, it's awesome to see that more people get an opportunity to play it in a very different way. And I want to go over Mm -hmm. to you, Kyle. Does this, you know, maybe entice you to go pick up the virtual pickaxe to go try Minecraft in VR? Uh, not me personally, but I know my nieces will be thrilled. Uh-oh. Um, That's how just it because it's, I don't mind. It's yeah. fine. Because uh, they're always begging me to, to put on the headset and play. And the fact that I already own Minecraft and this is a free upgrade. Perfect. Yeah. This is something new that they can say hop like, into this kind and do. Of seems like the the perfect kind of game for it. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. the best experiences in VR are those diorama type experiences where everything seems miniature and below you. Yeah. And um, Ghost Giant was really good at that. It looked like a little toy That's why piece. Moss so he, is one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Moss yeah. as well. It just, that, mm-hmm. I, I think like this is, obviously it's not the game for any of us, but I feel like it's kind of like the perfect game for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right you, there you're with you. talking about like the Microsoft dropping the ball. I I had to look it up, and mm-hmm. I, I was like, yeah, 2015 when they, they did like that Hololens demo at mm-hmm. E3. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, this is like a no brainer yeah. to do my, Minecraft in this thing. And uh, this also close to to, to Minority close. Report future. <laughs> this close, uh, and Microsoft had to <laughs> fuck us on it. The closest thing we get is Pokemon <laughs> Go at augmented reality. Where's the swoop swap swip with my hands across the screen? <laughs> Uh, June 27th, by the way, there was a tweet going out that it was running also an Oculus Quest yeah. at some point soon. So it's very so uh, shocking that PSVR is coming there first before Oh, it's coming Oculus? before Oculus. I thought Oculus had it prior. Oh, oh I okay. the first one I saw it, it, at June 27th, it said it was running on it at some point. I don't know if it's out well, Listen, I'll take credit for PlayStation here. Yeah, we're the first headset. Suck it. Facebook. Oh, no, Gear VR. It, it's available uh, on Gear VR. That's Samsung? I think so. Okay, so it's probably crap. Anyway, with that, <laughs> let's get to the last story of... Oh, actually, sorry. Oh, my gosh. Because Famous Seamus, yet again. I almost dropped the ball on Seamus. What game would you love to have PSVR support? I'm so sorry, Seamus. Please. My apologies. I'm going to go to you, Kyle, because you look deep in thought, and I want to get you while, while you're not looking here. Is there a game that you would like to see a PSVR version of? There is, and I don't know if it's because I've been playing it a lot lately, and this mm-hmm. is how I'm going to sneak mm-hmm. in what I was playing late, please, uh, please. last week. Uh, it's a game called Among Us that's taken over Twitch. Mm. It's like a deceptive, you're on a spaceship trying to figure out who the imposter is as they try to murder the entire crew. Jesus I think that would be super, super fun in VR. Right, Adam? Your, your uh, eyes are just like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> and then like you like you find a body, Dark. you report it, and then you have to like yell at each other and mm. accuse and try to vote the, the bad people out. I think that would be chaotic fun in VR. I, would, I don't have a trusting face. I've been told this. <laughs> I would just die first in that game. Uh, Adam, what is a game that you would like to see a PSVR version of, sir? So kind of like what I was talking about before, I think the best experiences in VR aren't actually the first person one. Yeah. I think it's that third person that like Astrobot yeah. nailed it, right? Astrobot Perfect. is the best. It's mm-hmm. the pinnacle. So I feel like we're not really there yet, but at the next generation of PSVR, mm-hmm. when they really tighten up that fidelity, 
you could put that thing on any of these third-person adventure. Can you imagine Ghost of Tsushima? And you just stop at one of those open fields, and you can look just around. look around. You're doing a haiku, the but you're like the blowing wind, the rolling, right? Jesus. Like that my, would be the perfect. My mind went to in. Horizon when you said third person. Mm. Yeah, like looking up and seeing the tall third. neck above you. Oh mm-hmm. man, Jesus. third person shockingly is like the most impressive VR to me, and it was like the last thing I ever would have thought of with that technology. You know, your mind goes to you know, first person shooter, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the first time I played Astrobot, it became so apparent what was possible and that sense of of being right behind that character you're controlling. And there's nothing like it. Yeah. For for me, um, as Adam's screen definitely froze real bad. Oh, there he is. It's bad. <laughs> um for me, I so I've said this on the show past um, I'm super immature when it comes to any PSVR game. Oh, if it's God. first person, I'm just giving invisible hand jobs everywhere, any chance I get. <laughs> I remember that's the first thing I did as Batman. I'm not even putting on the cowl. What did I have to do first? Bam. Had to roll the dice. That was, the, that was me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm mom, from fine. last week. Sorry, Earthy Cheese's <laughs> mom. This is yet again not the show for you. It is very phallical, this episode. Um, but like for me, I, I, my dream PSVR game is like, I love third person, like Astrobot chef's kiss. It's amazing. But I also love getting the arcade on your eyes, like on your head. Like that's the type of experiences I love. So the thing that comes to mind for me is like, how awesome would it be if we had time crisis VR? God, that would be so good. I mean, we, we have it there with like blood and truth for sure is a great example for that. But like, just give me the IP crisis. Sorry, not crisis, uh, time crisis with the, with, uh, with the PSVR London team. Let them have this and let them just go buck wild. That would be, that would be heaven on earth for me. But yeah, give me arcadey experiences. And with that, the last story of the night. This one I just made for myself, Kyle. Can you believe it? Take I, it I, I can. Alex Zavar from Tech Radar writes, Here's how Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is enhanced for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Activision has revealed how Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War will utilize the next-gen technology of the PS5 and Xbox Series X as part of today's multiplayer reveal of the upcoming first-person shooter from developers Treyarch and Raven Software. Call of Duty will run at 4K with high high dynamic range on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X, alongside 120Hz support and ray tracing technology. In addition, the game will feature, quote, next-gen 3D audio, end quote, offering more accurate sound placement for players to determine their surroundings with greater immersion bolstered by a new geometric acoustics and a threat priority system which dynamically assigns priorities to various sounds during a firefight ensuring players hear all the sounds they need to be successful in a multiplayer battle and nothing they don't activision has also confirmed call of duty black ops cold war will be supporting the dual senses haptic feedback technology on ps5 sony's cutting edge rumble and vibration systems which in the case of call of duty provides the most tactile combat experience to date Lastly, Black Ops Cold War's ballistic system, a.k.a. the in-game physics determining how its weapons work, boasts a new method of integrating bullet crack, allowing players to more easily identify the source and distance of oncoming fire. 
That is insane, Joe. I I'm reading this and I hear I see all this going on on the screen. <laughs> he killed me. Oh, he I killed you? Him. I shot oh, at him by accident. You? It was friendly fire. Friendly fire. I was yelling, "Get a medic!" <laughs> um, so the reason why I put this in, and honest to goodness, uh, I know Call of Duty isn't your things, right, guys? None of you. No. Not even a little. Nope. The, I liked what I heard when it came to the PlayStation 5 stuff, when it came to the haptic feedback stuff uh, and the mm-hmm. sound, like threat priority system. I, I saw one streamer. She was just like, holy crap, I can actually hear the steps creeping up behind me. Like, it's it's it it sounds so much more, I guess, um, because they're, they're saying it's easier to detect to detect where incoming fire is from. And that's super important. Like situational awareness is key for first person shooters. So like knowing that sound is going to be that much improved gets me excited. I want to go to you, Adam, out of all the features that we've seen from the PlayStation five, what is the thing that gets you the most excited? That may sound the most gimmicky because for me, I love the sound. I'm a big sound snob, but like I hear the haptic feedback and I I'm like I'm all in. I want to I I want to feel what this rumble's all about. I think it's really easy to kind of discount all of the things that they're talking about with the you know you think of haptic feedback and adaptive triggers and like your mind wants to go to uh what is it HD rumble yeah which we all know at this point was just a load of crap. (laughs) Um, But Sony seems to be really pushing this idea of sensory immersion, and not just with the controller, but with that 3D audio. They're they're providing a, a virtual reality kind of experience without the headset, and it makes me wonder... Once they get to that VR 2.0, that's going to blow my mind. Um, But that controller, and the things you're hearing about that that controller can do, how... Uh, this isn't Call of Duty related, but how Spider-Man Miles Morales, you will actually have a Spidey sense for the first time ever in a Spider-Man game where your controller is going to vibrate and indicate where the threat is coming from without you even seeing it. Yeah. You know, if a character is off screen attacking you from a direction, you're going to feel that. It's the first video game to ever replicate a Spidey sense, and it's because of that controller. And I think... Uh, you know, I'm a huge PlayStation fan, so it's easy for me to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. But I think if they actually stick with this idea of sensory immersion in gaming, this could be something really special. Yeah. What say you, Kyle? When you, when you see all this stuff that that you know Call of Duty is is throwing at you, you know, virtual Ronald Dragon, uh, <sighs> haptic feedback, Nancy. Like, does that get you hyped <laughs> in any sort of way? This trickle, is, this, is this trickle-down system working for you right now, <laughs> Uh Nothing that any Call of Duty will do will get me on board for Call of Duty. But I just want to, after hearing all about this haptic stuff with the, the controller, the DualSense, I just want to be able to hold it in my hands yeah. and experience it. Because we can hear it all week, forever and ever and ever. But it's going to be another feeling altogether once you have it in your hands and actually experience that. Like when they were talking about Ratchet at the opening night live where one of his weapons is a shotgun. And -hmm. if you only hold the trigger down like a little bit, it will only fire one barrel. And you can use that to your advantage. If you want to go full blast, you can go all the way down or depending how lightly you press it. That is insane. And 
opens up a whole new strategy to how you play some of these games going forward. So compared to like the 3D audio, which I don't play games wearing headphones. Mm. Um, that but they even said, hey, even me. if you're a T, like you're, you, yeah, you listen to I'm it on excited. TV. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see if I can, you know, point it out just yeah. using my TV. But the dual sense is like top of the line what I'm most excited for. Yeah, I, I really want to get this controller in my hands and to really feel the differences for myself. And yeah, like even the, 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 the rumble on the triggers, like that's actually a feature that I like from the Xbox controller, like the, the little, the little uh, rumbles within the trigger. So like seeing PlayStation has that and they're taking the next step further is really awesome. And from what I saw from Call of Duty to get, uh, to get that in there. So I, I get some fans, you know, a little bit going, <laughs> all right, they talked about it. Fine. Um, what I really liked from that is, they really wanted to enhance the experience in terms of sound with 3D audio. And the cool thing that I got out of that as well is if you're shooting different weapons, the, the rumble is going to feel different and, and there's going to be weight to every shot, which sounds really cool to me. I'm just worried as someone who may be going into a competitive, how that may affect their gameplay. I would doubt that. It really does much in the grand scheme of things. But like, if this is giving you a competitive disadvantage, hopefully there's a way to kind of tweak it. But from what I'm hearing, like PlayStation 5 Call of Duty looks great. Like this is a really pretty game looking at it. The, the, the ray tracing off, off the metal off the guns looks super impressive. The smoke, the particle effects look great. Even like the little things for me in Call of Duty that usually piss me off, they actually added like health bars on top. So you actually see how much health you're getting off that guy when, when you're shooting at him so that it's not a guessing game. So you don't feel terrible when you lose to him. Um, there's a, there's a lot of cool things that I've seen from that beta. One of them that was really interesting to see was, all these streamers coming in and you see them learning this game as they're playing it, talking to their audience and answering questions for sure. But like them finding out the meta of this game within like an hour or two of playing it was really interesting to see them mix and matching their weapons and seeing what loadout was the superior one. That was super interesting. I think, honest to goodness, the, the ray tracing that I, at least I thought I saw, who knows? I could be bullshitting me, but, um, it was really impressive. This, this got me to, to very much consider buying this one day one. Like I, the Call of Duty usually doesn't do that for me. Modern Warfare was the first one in a very long time. Looks like this one, even with Digital Ranald, stills getting me through the door. So I'm really, really excited to see the beta when it comes. I think October 8th, if I'm not mistaken. And with that, usually that's where we get into Andrew House's snail mail. But for the most part, everybody killed it this week. Y'all sent your questions in surrounding the Xbox Series S news. So um, thank you all for sending in your questions, giving your thoughts, giving your concerns. All the questions were fantastic this week. And with that, we have one more segment, one more thing that we've been working on with the Mega Dads and so many other awesome podcasts and content creators. But before we announce that, um, I do want to just give a little bit of a heads up. Um, Every now and again, 
the real world enters the podcasting scene and we have to get real with y'all. Um, we did that with Black Lives Matter. Um, we're going to be doing that again today. So if y'all don't want the real world stuff in your podcast, now's a good time to end it. But we're going to have a really real, honest conversation with Adam. So uh, if you're up for it, here it is. I gave you enough time to pause it if you're not. So uh, everybody, with that said, let's get to The Voice 2020. With that, that's almost been the trophy room. Whew. A longer episode. Ooh. We got we talked about a lot of things this week, gang. Yeah. We don't and have you killed any, me once. And I killed Adam. But luckily he's back. Luckily I didn't make his wife a widow this the episode. The medic made it in time. Yeah, the medic life. made it. <laughs> <That actual life. laughs> so with that, usually we just end the show. We say thank you all for coming out and all that jazz. But here's a little segment I'd like to call. I like this podcast before it got all political. Uh Adam, a few weeks back, <laughs> you invited us. <laughs> and a lot of other creators to join something called Voice 2020. And first off, I'm so impressed yes. by all the people you got. Right? You got Jeff Canada from DLC. You got you oh, were on Gamertag Radio. I mean, you got them all. And us, most importantly. So, what is Voice 2020? <sighs> Why do we need to know about? It? Okay, so something we do over at Mega Dads is. Uh, Mega Dad's outreach that we started this year. Um, last year, I was on the DLC podcast with Jeff Kanata and Christian Spicer, and mm -hmm. my episode happened immediately following an incident of gun violence in the country, which, as you know, happens all too often. Yeah. And after that episode, which ended up being a very, like, obviously down to earth and weighty and, and, and deep conversation that we had throughout the course of that episode. Uh, I went back and I talked to John, my brother, my co-host on Mega Dad's Live. And I said, we, we need to do something. We do extra life every year, but like, I felt, I felt like we needed to do something a little bit more to cast a light on some of these causes that we feel strongly about. And so this year we had, um, we had an event where we, partnered with the United Way and we raised money for COVID-19 relief. Uh, earlier this summer, we did a rock band charity marathon where we raised money for every town for gun safety. And it's all been fundraising, but up, up until this point, and I wanted to do something different. And I don't think there's any cause deserving of more attention than getting Donald Trump out of office. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, so, so we decided yeah. to reach out to our friends in the video game community, and we, we created Voice 2020. Yeah. And the idea behind this is people like me and you and Kyle, we have communities. We have platforms. And usually we talk about games, we talk about pop culture, you know, that kind of thing. But there are people that we have their ear yeah. every week or every month. Yeah. And I felt like if we could cast a wide enough net and get enough people talking about the importance of registering to vote and not only registering to vote, but actually to doing vote it. to get this country back on track, yeah. um, that we could really reach a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And we have a very wide community of creators, um, pe people in the video game industry, both on the media side and also on the development side. Uh, we have, like as you mentioned, Jeff Kanata, Gary Witta, the host of Animal Talking. He's partnered with us. We just announced this week that Sissy Jones, 
prolific voice actress who's been in Firewatch and The mm-hmm. Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has joined our cause. We've we've announced seven partners as of right now, and we have a lot more coming and a lot of names that hopefully can can reach a broader audience. Yeah. And the whole point of this is we want to normalize having this conversation. Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of tepid and don't want to bring things up because we do live in a very volatile social atmosphere. Um, but at the same time, we cannot afford to be quiet anymore. The situation is too dire. The state of this country is too dark. And you look at today, there's two brand new flaming controversies about this. Wake up and it's a new uh, one, man. Presidential administration. Yeah. It is just like, I can't take it anymore. And over at Megadads, we've always kind of been outspoken, uh, both in general and politically. So our our audience is not shocked by this Um, (laughs) but the idea is we are unifying our voice we are bringing in as many people as we can and any of your listeners can get involved as well if you go to megadads.org slash voice you can see all of our partners we have resources of how to get involved both how to register to vote and other voting national um, organizations that you can contribute to we, you can submit your own testimonial that we will make as part of our voice campaign. Everybody get involved, yeah. and we can reach as many people as possible. And hopefully, God willing, this November, we can finally change the direction this country is going in. Thank you for that. And yeah, amen, it, amen to all of it. You know, we've had, we've had those rough conversations here on the Trophy Room. And, you know, Black Lives Matter... Um, be, being one of them of, of, you know, being a strong proponent and ally to the LGBT, uh, Q, uh, movement. And, you know, to me, I get it. It is an unpopular thing to do of just like, uh, even when I like, as a listener, like when, when I hear I'm, I'm a more liberal minded person. So like when I hear like a, a, a creator go, Oh, I'm more conservative. I'm like, dang it. But like we've always been, and and I've always strived to be is like I don't really care where you lean, you know. I think I, I think I try to find the optimist in all of us of going like, hey, you know, we're all trying to help out the the way we can and the way we think is right, and we've all been raised differently. And this year, though, for me, has been really rough. Of like, man, the number of people I know who have lost their fight to COVID. And then like hearing assholes say it's not real, it, it hurts, you know, like, well, I think we're at a point now where this isn't even partisanship. Yeah. This does not have to be a political stance. You cannot, you cannot look at our situation and say, we are better off than we were four years yeah. ago. And and it's just not feasible. And like for, for me, like I know so many, you know, again, real, real talk. I know I, I have a lot of conservative buddies who have given me a platform who have helped me out grow who are really awesome people. And they're just like, dude, I don't know what the fuck is going like. This is, this is, this is not the way, you know, this is not, mm-hmm. this is not what we're about. And again, like I get it. If you're a content creator, you kind of want to ride the, ride the, 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 the middle as, as much as you can. You don't want to piss off piss off anyone but to 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 me i think one of the awesome things i saw was looking at dr lupo during the black lives matter protests in, in the beginning of it going i've had enough like this is 
what what are we doing here and actually forcing this conversation um because it should we should normalize it we should normalize having this talk and having this dialogue every time i talk to someone who is like politically uh, across the aisle from me i'm never there going i'm gonna convince this guy to change this is the, i'm gonna make him see the light it's like no it's like let's talk let's try to have a meaningful conversation let's see Let's see if we, we can't find a middle ground or at least understand where we're coming from. And I think we need to force that narrative more of seeing, seeing each other, seeing each other's ideas and not immediately thinking we're, we're all evil because yes, things need to change. And voice 2020 lends that really well to see all the amazing voices who are on it, bigger voices than us who are on it. Man, it does give me hope to see more creators talk about things like this, be, take more political stances like such. Again, I get it, but at the same time, you owe it to your fans to show who you really are. You know, everybody wants that authenticity. Mm-hmm. Be who you are. Wear it on your sleeve. That's that's what we've all been been about. That's you know, uh, that's what my grandpa showed me. He, he's a man that sh- that escaped fascism, that man saw saw the heat of of the Korean War. He saw, you know, uh, Japan being rebuilt from ashes. He saw the ugliness of the world, but at the end of the day, tried his best to reach people, to help people in need, to be that better angel when all things seemed hopeless. And so I get it. Like we've been stuck in here for, for months. Everybody's on edge. Everybody wants to get a haircut outside. Everybody wants to see their friends again. But like, I think to me, the, and I'll end it here on the somber note is, is, you know, having my best friend's grandma pass away, someone who I known for 10 plus years and I couldn't even comfort her. That's when I knew things absolutely needed to change. Like I, I, like there was, I couldn't even go to a zoom funeral, you know, that's, that's where we, we need to get on track again and we need to start listening to each other again. And I think it's, it starts by, and I'll end it on a joke because I I suck at being serious, but like my dream, Adam was always to be every four years. I see it. You know, Sandra Bullock gets on stage. <laughs> She's just like, this is the most important election. Go out there, register to vote. I want to be that Sandra Bullock for someone. You know, that's always been my dream. So when you're like, voice 2020, let's get more people out there to vote. I'm like, this is an opportunity for me to be Sandra Bullock. Awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is this is my chance, man. Maybe, it's always... maybe it's Sandra uh, instead of Sandy B. It's Sandy Badbit. Right? <gasps> it's part of the same family. Oh my god! Who's the lady that does all the depressing dog commercials? Oh, Sarah McLaughlin. I think. <laughs> yeah, I want. I, I want the sad music. I want. We need to go out there. We need to vote. You know, for a dollar a day, <laughs> you could feed Joe <laughs> Biden's handler. <laughs> He's been stuck in his basement making gifts all day. Oh, man. For a dollar a day, you could give salt to the local Lincoln Project so that they can make some. Like, you know, like all that type of stuff. With that said, 
Thank you for anybody that that still listen. Earthy Cheese's mom, I pray to God you're still here, buddy. <laughs> uh, everybody who who who, who uh, watch listen tonight, um, thank you all so much. As always, we didn't get any new reviews this week. Gosh dang it! So we have this initiative every week. We try our best to get on the bounty board, shout someone out for giving us a five star review over at iTunes over at. Apple Podcasts, rather, uh, once we get to 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, we're giving away a next-gen game. It's on the house Ooh. via via Sandy Bit <laughs> and Kyle Stevenson <laughs> over here. Uh, again, five-star, no four-star, not three-star. I'm not even going to talk about them. Five-stars get you there, get you in the game. Uh, and, yeah, thank you all so much. With that, Adam, you have the floor one last time to plug yourself, Mega Dads, and all that jazz. Uh, yeah, so it's been a great time again. I mean, for the first time being with yeah. you guys. Uh, yeah. I always love talking PlayStation. Um, and if you want to hear me talk more video games and more PlayStation, you can go over to megadads.org. That's where you find all of our content. You can subscribe to Megadads Live on your podcast feed of choice. And you can find me on Twitter. I am at the art of Adam L. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, the first time didn't work so well. That was all on me. Hopefully this time everything's running smoothly. It's smooth sailings. I get this out in five minutes, you know? Uh, Kyle, anything mm-hmm. you'd like to pimp out before we head on at it? As always, myself, Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. And yeah, just go out and vote. Be yeah. aware. Don't we do it twice. Out. That's fucking against the law. You should- don't do that. Don't do that. And wear a friggin' wear mask. Wear a mask. That's important to wash your hands. We're adults. Mm, we wash can your do hands. This. Okay. And Tell also, your mom you love her. Yeah. Yes. Wear, wear the mask the correct way, too. Don't, yeah. don't, don't put do it below the, the nose. Look, look. Do it the correct way. This way, not this way, okay? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I hate that. That's, come on. Mm-hmm. You're being a real dumb, dumb idiot. You, it's like you're not even. Oh God, it really pisses me off. And it's not. It's not. It's. It's not like they're not taking it seriously. It's. It's like you're winning the Darwin Award, buddy. You're like, <laughs> you don't know that you can breathe through your nose too. You freaking moron. It's like think up here, man. Jeez, they're taking mouth breathing to a whole new level. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, how you spot them. Because <laughs> there's just nothing up there. So with that, listen, again, wear your mask. Rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast. You can find this show on Bad Big Games on YouTube. You can find the Trophy Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your RSS feed, wherever your podcast of choice is, go over there. We're there. I promise you. With all that said, with all that out of the way, keep hunting <laughs> and keep playing PlayStation. <laughs>